Welcome to Locking Your Success. We are the company that creates strategies to build wealth. This podcast is the audio from the Locking Your Success Options Trading for Income Weekly Update webinar. This webinar reviews real-time hypothetical trades each week while analyzing market conditions with adjustments. Questions are always welcomed, asked, and answered. If you would like to view the charts and graphs referenced in this podcast, please visit our blog at LockingYourSuccess.com for a video replay of the live webinar. Before we get started, we need to go over our disclosures. Locking Your Success LLC is not a broker dealer or financial advisor. This presentation is for educational purposes only. This information is not an offer to buy, sell, or hold securities. You shall be fully responsible for any investment decision you make, and such decisions will be based solely on your evaluation of your financial circumstances, investment objectives, risk tolerance, and liquidity needs. Please visit CBOE.com to find and review the options risk disclaimer prior to placing any trades. Also, please note that these are real-time but hypothetical computer simulated trades and results. The trades are believed to be as accurately presented as possible, however, they are not guaranteed as to accuracy and therefore live results may vary. No representation is being made that any portfolio will or is likely to achieve profits or losses similar to those shown. Whew! Now that that's over, let's get to it. Here is your host, John Locke. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Options Trading for Income weekly webinar for May 31st, 2016. This is our episode number 569. Wow. If you're watching this on YouTube or some other venue, come on over to our website, walkingyoursuccess.com, L-O-C-K-E, inyoursuccess.com. Get your free report, Seven Secrets to Become an Accessible Trader, and join our free community. Let's talk about what we have going on this, uh, <laughs> this month, or actually the month of June, which is coming up tomorrow. First of all, before we, I do get going, I'd like to thank all the men and women in our armed forces. I know it's a day late, but I uh, hope you had a great weekend this weekend. Uh, also, uh, we are, have 21 days till the Trading Triangle Live in Hawaii, which essentially means that I'm going to be in Hawaii for almost half the month this, uh, in June. So we're going to have some schedule changes, uh, particularly for this uh, morning webinar. We're going to have two days, the 20, 20th and the 27th. We're going to cancel the live uh, options training for income sessions. We're going to have, I am going to put out a recorded session though. So for those of you who are uh, premium members, you can take a look at our recorded session we're going to have for that. Uh, we are still going to have our community coaching on the first and third Wednesday, which is going to be June 1st and June 15th. I am considering moving the 15th maybe to the 14th, but uh, as of right now, we're still on the 15th for that. Uh, we have our first class for the Broken Wing Butterfly Master Track Series on June 8th for our Premium Plus members. Be sure to register for that, even if you are Premium Plus, because uh, you do need to register for the class. You click on the Tracks page in the community, and uh, that's the page with the graduation cap icon, and uh, you can go ahead and sign up for that there. Also, regarding that, if you want to join, our, if you want to be involved in our live a masterclass series, uh, as we're building that, then you need to be signed up as a Premium Plus member before the class goes off, which is uh, before before June 8th, in order to do that. Speaking of that, if you're think, considering becoming a Premium Plus member, if you join today, before June 1st, uh, we can have, you can get access to last month's enriching session, and you can also get access to last month's two coaching sessions if you join in June 
that offer is gone. So uh, consider doing that if you're going to be doing that. And again, you need to be a Premium Plus member to get into our Master Class series. Uh, yeah, Ray, everything should be uh, everything should be noted on our calendar. So if you go to our our, our calendar, then then uh, you should be able to see any time changes. Also, while we're in Hawaii, we're going to be streaming live. We have successful trader, options trader of the month, John Wilson. We're going to be interviewing him in Hawaii live, and I believe we're going to do the best we can to actually live stream that. And uh, we're also going to be live streaming other content as well while we're there. Again, it's assuming we can keep the technology working and everything goes properly, our plan is to live stream various things to our Facebook page. Uh, so that's if you join our Facebook page, Locking Your Success LLC, and you can sign up for notifications and we live streaming some cool stuff from there. So all good things going on this month. And let's see here. I'm just looking at my notes, see if I have anything else that we have going on. I believe that's it. If, Sherry, if, you, if I missed anything, feel free to, to break in here and let me know. I just want to make sure we cover everything. Okay, well, let me let me just clarify, because um, if you sign up today, you get all of May's sessions. Um, I think John had for, mentioned for previous month. Plus, right? yeah. Correct. So if you signed up today, you would get May's two community coaching sessions and the enriching session um, that we had in May. So just want to clarify. Okay, great. Plus, you get to attend the Working with Butterfly Masterclass, assuming you sign up for it. So make sure you go ahead and do that. And this... And there's John Wilson for us, so we'll be seeing him in Hawaii. All right, I think that is everything, and uh, I apologize for the long intro here today, but we just have a lot going on this month. Okay, let's drag down our thinkorswim here. As far as the markets go, we had a fairly aggressive up move in the, in the Russell, actually in all the indices, last week. And remember, we were kind of down in this area. And our thoughts basically is we're going to stay range bound 1075 to around 1150, 1160. And that's pretty much what we had. We are at the bottom of the range. I was kind of watching to see if we we're going to break out of this basically downtrending channel, right? typical bull flag here. Uh, typically the breakouts are fairly aggressive and that's what we got. We got a fairly aggressive up move here in the charts. So. Nothing too out of the ordinary. We we're also waiting, for, looking for a breakdown as well. Uh, breakdown when we were talking last week was probably going to. Uh, I, I, I set some targets last week for that, and I think it was down at the would have been down at the yeah at the, around the 10:30 level. Should should this have broken down, but um, it held. And uh, again, that's not too surprising. We're seeing pretty low volume down in this area, so nothing uh, unusual going forward. I expect to see the same thing. We may pull a little bit higher. I would expect us to pull into this range here at, uh, what's the top of this range, 11.56. That would be expected. Um, anything higher than that, let's see, where are we going if we could break out higher? Another stopping point in the Russell would be around here, this previous high, which is what, uh, looks like about 11.65. And if we push high, if we, if, we, if we actually break out over that, we'll have to watch the other indices, but um, I severely doubt we're going to see anything over 1,200. We may take a push up into this 1160 area, but 
that's probably as high as we're going to go. And I, my my primary thought is we're going to stay range bound here between this 1160 and 1075 or 1080. That's the way I think it's going to continue going. Same thing in the SPX here. It would make sense for us to pull up into this upper resistance area, and we actually have had a penetration of that already, so possibly a little bit higher. Then we'll probably again continue range bound sideways. We have the Dow probably pull up into this 18,000, continue sideways, and uh, an NDX actually did have a bit of a breakout here. So this is kind of a, um, it's interesting that the NDX is a, is a tad over its resistance point. You can argue, if you're a chartist, you can also argue that the actual resistance point is up in here, which we're pretty much at that now. So uh, if, if this breaks higher, we're coming, 55, 75, probably. So that is um, that is what I'm thinking with with the markets going. Things will change if uh, we're watching the SPX, right? The SPX looks the strongest. If the SPX decides to try and test all-time highs, we may get some uh, higher uh, movements in the indices. But I would expect XPX to come up and probably tag this previous high here that we set back in April at least on an intraday level, before it runs sideways. We start breaking higher than that. Again, that's a concern. We break into all-time highs, and the market's probably going higher. So um, that's my thing. And then, of course, you have to watch these lows. Other than that, we are pretty much sideways here. So just asking, did I desire? Oh, OK. <laughs> All right, so I'm asking. I'm getting asked for, uh, for uh, the, the webcam, which I completely forgot. So. We'll, uh, we'll try that. We'll see how that goes here. All righty. So there we are. All right. So uh, let's see. Uh, if the SPX breaks to all-time highs, won't that drag the rut up with it and out of range? Yes. Yeah. If, uh, if we do get breakouts of the SPX uh, to all-time highs, certainly. That's not till 2130, though. So that's a, realistically, it's going to break the Russell out of range if it goes for all-time highs. Uh, it'll probably bring the Russell into the, this this area here, like um, 1170, 1180, 1190, if the if the SPX breaks its April highs, and if it goes all-time highs, then yeah, we'll be up into here. I doubt that's going to happen. Uh, you never know. The market's going to do what the market's going to do, but it's very unlikely that that's going to happen. So those are my thoughts on the markets. I think we're pretty much topped out short term, and we're likely to head back down to our support point again. So as far as our trades that we had on last one week, we had a June bearish butterfly, and we looked like this as of Friday. You know, Friday is our 21 days expiration exit point. Realistically, I probably would have exited this a little bit earlier in the week at a better profit number, especially when the market started taking off, uh, particularly on Tuesday, and we had that uh, we had the breakout of that downtrend channel. But uh, that said, we held till Friday. I entered, I exited this midday Friday, and the final number here was just a little bit over 10%. It was like 10.2%. So very easy trade here. Uh, we entered the trade, we exited the trade. Very flat, uh, very flat month, good month for, for those types of trades. And uh, so that's it. That one's in the books. If we look at our June M3, we did get some movement here. So let's go back to Monday. We recently saw a few days where the Russell moved up a more points than the SPX. Does that mean anything? 
Uh, okay, so that's just a comment from Andrew. If we go back to here, the, the, the thing with the Russell is it's, it's kind of, uh, and, and this is the way the Russell reacts in general, it kind of tends to follow, it, it kind of tends to lead the market in a way and follow the market in other ways. So uh, by that I mean is you're going to get, you'll get moves up in the Russell a lot of times and, and the market or the, or the small cap traders are expecting the general market to follow and it'll continue to do that. And then the Russell will slow down and then the, the regular market will, will catch up to it. And what we had last week is we had the Russell traders basically assuming the market's going to go down because it was leading down. And then when the SPX or the other indices flip around, you'll get a stronger than normal reversal in the small caps. Because everybody's like, oh, well, no, oh, oh, they thought the market was going down and now they think the market's going the other way. And you'll get this really large uh, disproportionate move in the small caps. And it's just, a, it's just a directional shift where essentially the small cap buyers came in line with the, with the mid cap buyers and, uh, and you'll get a large move. So realistically what's going to happen is they're going to try and come into, and you'll see this, you'll notice this if you watch cross in, uh, index analysis. This is going to try and come into this resistance area at the same time the SPX comes into this resistance area. So all it was doing, it was, it was catching up, right? If the, Russell, if the Russell had broken out, that might be a different story, but all we had is the Russell trying to catch up with the SPX, and now they're pretty much in sync. Now, of course, the resistance point's a little bit lower in the Russell, but the and I'm talking about the, the same relative resistance point. They're just trying to come into the same relative res resistance point at the same time. And you'll see that with the other indices too. They'll, they'll, they'll try to come into the same relative resistance point. And the Dow is trying to come into this one here, right? And we're almost to that point now. And of course, the NDX is the oddball here. The NDX broke out, arguably broke out higher. And it's kind of in the middle of nowhere which I would like to see them come in all at the same time for a, uh, for a strong opinion as far as a reversal goes. So the fact that this is a little bit higher than it should be is a little bit concerning from a technical standpoint, and it's going to confuse traders a little bit. But um, they have the three are lining up quite nicely. So. But that's why you get a bigger move. The, the Russell's just catching up to get to a, a relative point where it's going to come into resistance at the same time. Okay, so let's uh, look what we have for an M3. We did not make any moves Monday, I don't believe. Let me. No, nothing Monday. This is what we look like at the end of day Monday. So nice looking M3 trade there, except our, our, uh, our game is a little high. But uh, it's perfectly fine. Hurt us a little bit on Tuesday. <laughs> Got such a, a large move on Tuesday here. But uh, this is where we were as of end of day Tuesday. We got this large up move through us outside the tent. Um, Delta is obviously too high for being outside the tent. It should be about minus 50. So we came in here and I think did eight, nine, uh, 10 90s, uh, 10 tens, 11 tens, 10 90, 11 tens. So that's what we did. We did eight of those, brought us to about minus 34. 
put us into a position that looks like this. So that's a, a still a nice looking trade there. If we go to our T log, you can see that. Let's see, that was the move on the 24th. Then we had another move on the 25th and another on the 26th. So, and again, this is just the fact your delta, your, your volatility is dropping. And even though we didn't get much of a price move, the dropping volatility is going to cause a shift in your delta. And the shift in the delta is going to require us to do some, uh, some adjustments here. So we're a little bit high on delta here. Simply did 2, 1100, 1110 verticals. Brought us back down in the range. Then we have Friday here. I'm sorry, Thursday, we've got to continue. Uh, the market was flat, but again, dropping volatility gives us a little bit uh, higher delta number. That's fairly normal. So came in here and did 5, 11, 10, 11, 20s. And then on Friday, there were no adjustments needed. If the market hangs up here, goes higher, we're going to need to just continually make minimal adjustments to this. But this is where we're sitting, minus 36 delta, 72 theta, minus 71 vega. Position that looks like this. Very, very nice looking position there. So I almost do for a roll up actually, if we get too much more of a move, we're gonna be rolling this up anyway. And I'm uh, request for T log, entire T log. That's what we look like from inception. We started at on the 22nd. And this is what we look like here. And M3 last T-log needs to be added to the recon list. I'm not sure what that means, Ray, but if you can email to Sherry, it looks like I have the R column checked. Oh, no, I don't. Oh, and now I lost the T-log. Oh, that's nice. Uh, all right. So Option View has been doing some funny stuff lately, and I lost a T-log on another M3 trade in... June. Hopefully we don't lose this one. It looks like we, we may have. If I did, I'm going to have to um, maybe rebuild that. Okay, so let's move on here. We're going to move to, oh, I see. It, it added another June M3 trade in. So yeah, so June M3, I do want this capital under 50,000. It is currently under 50,000. As of all the adjustments here, we have a maximum capital uh, in this trade of about 43,000. If, uh, if we get more than that, then yeah, we'll, we'll correct the capital. If you're looking at these numbers here, these numbers are not always accurate. Uh, we go off of, uh, I don't know how Option View figures these sometimes because they get some wacky numbers, but we're not, we don't have that much risk in the trade. We actually only have in the 40s, about 43,000 or so. So that's good. So watch that when you're back trading as well. If you're trying to rely on the uh, net requirements in this, Again, a lot of times they're, they're off by quite a bit. I don't know why, but um, just keep that in mind. Okay, so as far as what else we had on? June rock trade. That's an interesting trade this week. So we put the rock trade on last week and, of course, got that really large up move. Here at the end of day Monday, no adjustments. We're actually pushing our maximum delta limits, which is the worst time to have a really big up move. But that's what we look like as of Monday. Tuesday comes. And this is what the position looks like. We come all the way out into this range here. 
we do want to do our uh, stabilization techniques here in our vega. We're positive vega or uh, uh, vega, and our delta number is a little bit too high. So we can correct that just by adding some verticals. We did five 1080s, 1100s, five uh, 1090, 1100s. Brought us fairly flat delta. We got our, our vega negative and our theta positive. Flatten that T plus zero line out. And we will run into the following day here. I just have a question. What's the maximum delta for rock in M3 configuration? Uh, I like to be a little bit subjective in it. There are times when I'll let it go to minus 100. Uh, but generally, it's going to be the same. So uh, I'm, I, I get less concerned. In other words, if you stay in M3 configuration, you put yourself in a situation where you know, anytime you're in a, like a broken wing butterfly configuration, and pretty much an M3 is a broken wing butterfly T plus zero line configuration, if you're in that configuration and the trade gets drawn down, it's not likely you're going to make your money back. So if we're planning on trading the whole trade out in M3 configuration, we do tend to really, really watch our negative delta. If we're on, um, if, if we're in a rock trade, I'm a little bit less concerned because I know if the market continues to go up, I'm going to go into a more aggressive configuration. I'll be able to pull the trade back a little easier. Now here on Monday, right, if this was an M3 trade, if this was a straight M3 trade, I probably would have done something with this. Here's what we look like. We're minus 70 delta. Realistically, it's minus 100 here. It's minus 75 here is, is the official points. <clears throat> but I'm also looking at how much I'm drawing down if the market moves up, say, 30 points. And in other words, my gamma trend's not that good. So on a typical M3 trade, I may have made an adjustment here, not necessarily for raw delta, but for uh, just the fact that my slope's awful big. And I probably would have made, since I'm inside the tent, I probably would have made an adjustment here, um, you know, even if it was only three contracts just to bring my delta down to something a little bit more reasonable without hurting my downside. I probably would have gone even maybe a little more aggressive than that if this was an, if this was an M3 trade. Right, so from a delta-only standpoint, because we have more criteria than delta-only in an M3, and we have more criteria than delta-only in a rock trade as well, but I mean, we primarily talk about delta, but we also have, a, you know, what's the slope of the T plus zero line? And I could have corrected the slope of my T plus zero line like this, so I probably would have done that if that was an M3 trade. But being a rock trade, I'm a little bit less concerned about that. But certainly we get out here, okay, and we look at the combination of what we have. We, we have, uh, before adjustment, we have minus 85 delta, which for an M3 trade minus 50, we're going to be doing something in this, in this location. Uh, we have pretty bad gamma issue going on here, where if the market continues up, we're going to really start to lose out on this. So the combination of those factors, even though in, in some cases I might let this go minus 100 on a rock trade, uh, in this particular case, I wouldn't be minus 100 here in this location, mainly because of the slope of the line and so forth, and how much, the money, it, how much potential money you're going to lose if it continues up. So I made that adjustment on Tuesday just to flatten that out. Plus, we were positive vega, which we don't allow positive vega in even a rock trade, so uh, for any length of time.
So that's why that was done there. And then Wednesday, let's see, we have something Wednesday. Okay, yeah, so Wednesday with the continue up move, we actually outran our um, outran our butterfly here. We're more than 10 points over, so it's transition time. Um, the time of day, here's the T-log for this. Time of day for everything was 3.30, so everything was done at, uh, at the normal time here. So at 3.30, we uh, transitioned this over, sold out, basically closed the position here, went into 10, 1120s, and 5, 1160s. And, uh, you know, most of the time, too, our experienced rock traders are not necessarily going to be transitioning completely over to uh, a rock trade from an M3 all at once. A lot of times we're going to do, it, do what we call a gradual transition into a rock trade. But um, for the purposes of the program, to keep it simple, we just do it in the program. We do a, a fast flip over. And that's the way we show them on here because that's what the program is. So transitioned over to here. My delta is a touch low, but I really like to get into five of these contracts if I'd like, if I can. So I like to be 10 and 5. If it was under 100, I probably would have done four contracts. Where uh, This is kind of borderline about as high as I'll let it go. So that is the, uh, the rock transition. And from there, there are no further adjustments. We had a flat day on Friday, I believe. I'm sorry, on Thursday, right? Yeah, 70 cents on Thursday. Here's what it looked like on Thursday. And then, of course, we had the up move on Friday, which didn't do us any good being this negative delta. But we're still within tolerance here. We're down $183. We look like this. If we get a, uh, if this support area holds, the resistance area holds, and we stay range bound, this will be a really good trade this month. So, um, so I'm liking it. So I'm liking it thus far. And that is uh, where we stand for our June rock trade. And then we have a June V condor which got nothing. So we're up about $2,000 in our June V Condor. We're still a little bit positive delta. Unfortunately, we had to buy back one of these puts. We just barely hit an adjustment point before a reversal on this. We would have been better off had we obviously not had to do that. But either way, this is what our current position looks like. And this is still looking like a fairly strong trade, particularly if we just get a slow grind up here. And T-log for that, we just had an entry in buying back one of those calls. So straightforward with that one. And that is everything we have for June. So we're out of one. The other three actually look uh, looking okay. If we look into July, I'm going to go back to Tuesday here and take a look at our July bearish butterfly, which is obviously the most drawn down trade that we have. On Tuesday, with the 24 point up move, we did exceed an add point here. We are borderline delta theta ratio type of issue going on here uh, at the price point of 1130. But we did not do any rolls. We just simply added our second third. Our delta theta numbers are pretty much okay at this point. And this is what our trade looks like. 
And that, I believe, was the only move for the week, except, uh, let's see, so let's just go to Friday here. I just wanted to point out that we do, uh, we are running into a delta theta issue right now. So we have an add point over 1150. We have uh, minus 224 delta and uh, 25 here, which is going to be, uh, we do have a more than a one and a half to one delta theta ratio. So technically this is due for a roll. A lot of times what I'll do with this position, and it's fairly normal and you'll see if you look through past videos, we uh, will hold this with a delta theta problem until the add point because we're so close to an add point. We're going to be an ad, at an add point if we close uh, $2 higher here or at least we're two, if we're $2 higher at um, 3.30. So that being the case, when we do add, if we do add, if we get to the point we have to add to this, we're going to roll up to here. We're going to add at, uh, at 11.50. But as of right now, we are just going to hold this position here. This is what we look like. And let me just quickly get the t-log. This is what we have for t-log here. So pretty simple trade thus far. We're down one third, less than one-third of maximum loss. And that is pretty good for, for the size move we had last week. And then, of course, we have an M3 that was on in July, which got no adjustments till Friday. So we'll just stay here. This trade was at 14 contracts, 1080 shorts. We exceeded 10 points past the long strike. We had our delta was too high, needed an adjustment. I just did the roll up. So sold off these 14 butterflies, bought 10, 11, 10 butterflies, kept our delta, that's actually, Well, this number here, at the time of the, um, okay, I lost, I'm sorry, I lost my call. So let me go back here. The call's so deep in the money it disappeared. We're not down $4,000, so the call's back in now. Ah, that's better. So here's our call. It's way down in here. That's why they're um, they're losing it on us. So this is the position after adjustment. Let me go before the adjustment now. This is the, the position before adjustment. We didn't have a delta issue, but we had a, um, a Vega problem here. We're, we're 10 points past the long. Again, time for a roll-up. We do the roll-up, commit to here. We're still about minus 20 delta. 10 contracts, 11.10. We have our call now. Here is what we look like. So still a decent looking position drawing down a little bit because of the, uh, the large up move and we're negative delta. So that is where we stand on our M3 trade. Here is the T log. And let's see, what else we got going on here? We have a July V condor, which is getting beat up also. So if we take a look at our July V condor, this looks like this right here. We had an adjustment on this. I said it was Friday, but it wasn't Friday. It was the 26th. 
So the 26th would have been Thursday. So let's go back to Thursday. We uh, had a really aggressive fast up move just after entry. Okay, we entered this on, I think, last Friday. So very aggressive up move after entry, and you will draw down some. So here, before adjustment, we've exceeded our maximum delta of 100. We do have a maximum delta theta ratio on our V-trade. <clears throat> we're close. So we're close to doing, a, doing an actual roll-up here. And uh, I bought back these two. Again, we're, our delta is almost the same as our theta. Generally, if we get around one-to-one, we're going to be looking at taking this whole position and, and moving it higher. But, uh, but this is where we stand now. And then as of Friday, see, we're drawing down what? Uh, we're drawing down about $1,200. We're within delta guidelines. We're in delta theta guidelines. But essentially, any kind of an up move here, we get another 10 points today, for example, we're probably going to end up doing a roll-up on this, which I would actually prefer to do at this point. I think it would make sense to take this and do a roll-up on the V-Condor. But um, the rules don't, the rules haven't triggered it yet, so we have not done that. And this, thus far, is our position here. All right, and that is all our positions. If we do not have any further questions, uh, thank you for joining me today. We have a really exciting month coming up next month, and I, I encourage you to uh, join in everything you can. So join our Facebook page, Walking Your Success LLC Facebook page, get some live streaming from the event. If you are interested, um, if it's for you, come into our Premium Plus. Uh, today is a good day to do it. So, All right, thanks, everyone. We will talk to you next week.